position. Sorry about last week. Uh, it probably won't happen again. Uh, we do have an, an actual professional podcaster on this week, so that will probably make it like much better. Um, not, not that I'm saying it was Holly's fault. Holly was fantastic, fantastic guest, and um, we, we're definitely getting her back on uh, once Laura's back and in commission. Well, Laura, ha- Holly still away. Holly saved us from from having a podcast. Saved us from not having a podcast, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, she was fantastic on it, and uh, the response to her has been lovely. Thank you, listeners, for not being jackasses. And um, thanks, thanks for not giving out about uh, the two of us talking about Fallout Three for like half an hour. <laughs> you did. Talk, I mean, I I was at greater risk of giving out about that. I I got really. I like Fallout, but I don't need to hear about it all that much. I could just that, feel. That was I could feel. I could feel something clink in your head when you realised that it was both of our favourite game. You were like, "Uh oh." Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> um, but we are joined this week by none other than Justin McElroy. Hello. Wow, what a pleasure! I noticed you started your episode with um, "Sorry about last week," and that's the first step in professional podcasting. I begin every episode of every show I record with <laughs> "Sorry about last week," <laughs> and then we're off to the races. Uh, Justin McElroy. Uh, one of the three brothers from My Brother, My Brother and Me, and a the second brother on Monster Factory, uh, of which I happen to be a, a huge fan, uh, as is my wife. Uh, we like to watch uh, Monster Factory while eating our dinner, uh, which is always a lovely experience. I, I imagine that's aesthetically challenging from time to time. It's actually the only video game-related content that I make that I can m- get my wife to to actually uh, ingest. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hit all around. I think that's one of the, one of the real uh, secret weapons of it is you don't really need to know video games or be interested in video games to understand it and laugh at mm-hmm. it um, because, you know, you're not really playing. I mean, you get into the gameplay, but even then, um, Griffin is mostly messing around. Yeah, it's mainly just us making terrible, using character creators to make the most uh, broken, lovable creatures that we can, and then sort of writing little stories about them as we as we go. Yeah, yeah, and um, highly recommended. I, I, I've probably talked about it many times on this show or, or others before. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me as well a whole lot. Um, and it's just funny that, that when I first knew you, when when I first met you, I think I think it's any time I've ever bumped into it's been at E3. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when I first met you, and actually when I last met you in person, like we were both um, just these, we were both video game blogger types, mm-hmm. sort of doing the same job. And both kind of veered quite wildly in different directions uh, to the point where you're now um, basically a, a podcasting force. Legend. I oh, would say. I thought you were going to Yeah, legend or force. Legend also way. is good. I mean, like all, all of the, the impressive sounding words. Nobody wants to read um, anything, Jim. I don't know what to say. No. Nobody wants to read any words ever again. That's true. I still, for some reason, I still um, maintain that my reviews that I do are written, and people keep saying, are you going to do video reviews? And I'm like, too much effort, too much effort to to do all that. I love writing, as far as like creating video game stuff, like writing reviews is probably still one of my uh, favorite things, and I love doing it, and I think I'm okay at it, but I finish every review 
with the thought like, well, this one's just for me. Cause I, <laughs> you know, people, obviously people will read stuff and being uh, sarcastic about that reviews, honestly, for big games are usually consistently one of the things that people uh, like to read the most we have, but it gets frustrating. We have like a, uh, 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 heat maps where we can see where people sort of spent the most time on the page. And there's this ludicrous like jump from like people logging in and it's very red at the top. And then, you go down to where the score is and it gets very red down there again. It's like, <laughs> oh man, but I did all yeah. the things in between all there. The all these great the, yeah. j- jokes, japes. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I get that all the time um, from commenters in reviews. So it's like, how could you have given it this score? If, if only there were a thousand to 2000 words between the headline and the number that explained exactly how it got the score it got. Well, uh, and we but, actually but, don't, pick our own scores so a lot of it, like there are reviewers at polygon don't don't pick their own scores um the people on the editorial staff read the review and then they they pick the 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 number that they feel like best matches it according to our rubric i mean the author gets in, input but like mm-hmm. it's it's not their final decision so there's a lot uh, a lot of times people are up in arms about that how could you give the score to this game and it's like i don't know i didn't pick it it's just a reviewer it's just words. <laughs> make a better game i guess i don't know it's trial by jury, yeah, which exactly. you cannot argue with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as, as, as our nation's history has shown, it's a perfect uh, system of, <laughs> of uh, 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 fi- figuring out who the real bad guys are. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, both of us still do written reviews, but, um, you know, I, I veered off into video, which was funny because back when I worked at Destructoid, it was all video is the future, video is the future, and I was like, I'm a writer! God damn it, I shall not debase myself for these these charlatans who do not wish to read. And then, you know, I'm, I'm doing anywhere between one and three videos a day now. <laughs> and it's it's become my my bread and butter, really. Um, the, the, the written review stuff is, like you say, like, I threw it in. It's part of the Jimquisition umbrella brand, but it is just for me more than anything else but but i'm very pleased people do oh, a, read them there's a lot of people who still enjoy your uh, your written reviews yeah yeah i think so and, and you there's you a lot, you, of, a lot of people who hate read them as well so you're doing yeah. okay <laughs> yeah yeah i don't do too bad i don't do too bad um i don't have a council i don't have a council a wiseman's council to determine the scores <laughs> so unfortunately that is all on my head um but yeah um it is funny that 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 you know from our first meeting to now, where I'm just like a, a huge fan of 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 basically of the McElroy family brand, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's how we legally make, have to refer to it. So <laughs> makes it sound like a, a selection of preserves, the McElroy family brand, um, to the point where where um, bits of your lexicon have uh, crept into mine. I have a habit of that. Of if I'm I become fans of things, and then um, so so I perpetually use the word goof um, a lot, and it is uh, your uh, the Mabimbam's constant use of something watch that inspired me to uh, name my my current obsession with Boglins that I talk about on the show a lot. Boglin Watch twenty sixteen. Um, so I'm terrible about that. I have to be really careful about listening to because when I start listening to. A podcast. I'm the sort of person who goes back to the beginning, just as a deep dive, and listens to nothing mm-hmm. else until I'm completely caught up. And it's I'm pretty terrible about uh, uh, just sort of savagely uh, uh, scavenging whatever 
uh, 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 oratory devices that I enjoy, <laughs> and they just like slip into my. And then I have to catch myself like, oh no, that's that some that's that other person's bit. I got I got to be careful with that. I can't pass that with my own. That happens. I've... In fact, I'm 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 surprised how little of an American accent you have, Jim, living there. Because I, I, anytime I've been there, and it's been only for two weeks, I've come back with a fucking American accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's all I've got. Yeah. So I like I religiously maintain it because when <laughs> it comes to when it comes to wooing likely young uh, individuals. And when I said young, I mean I mean legal. I'm not <laughs> all right. Um, you know, that's that's the one thing I have. So, I keep it razor sharp, honed <laughs> like a swordsman with his sword, yeah. you know. A, a single A slips in that's not a dark A. You just pull out your uh, your faulty towers DVDs and just exactly, mainline them yes. until your your accent is back in place. With the eyedroppers and everything, <laughs> just, just religiously viewing. Um, yeah, but but I do, I, I, I'm not as cautious about it. In fact, um, the current intro for Jimquisition has number one Kiss Boy written on it. And then I thought after um, Justin, it, it's a, uh, I've got a, my, my graphic designer is called Justin as well. After he'd done it and he put number one Kiss Boy in because it was something I... Um, I gave him a list of things while I was high on my pain medication uh, to put in the, the thing. And it was only like a week after it had gone out. I, I wanted, was Kiss Boy said in a Monster Factory? It may have been. We actually, but Somebody just put together like a, uh, a supercut of all the times we've said boy in Monster Factory. <laughs> and it's, it, it's, you don't realize how like, how, how, how bad your crutches are until they're laid bare, <laughs> like in, in a, in a, in a, a supercut formation. Like, oh wow, I really, I'm not funny. I just have like five words that are funny that I say in different <laughs> combination. It's the same. Like people have a, people who listen to this podcast made a drinking game of the things that we say all the time. Like, yeah, I don't know what was, my one is diminishing returns. <laughs> I can't mm. remember what your one was. I know it's probably something about semen. Like, it, like I can't even come up with. I can't La- even. I like, think one was Laura mentions poop. I think that was. Yeah, one. yeah. That's that's the level we're at. Like, we don't take like a non-assuming word like boy, and then work to make that funny. We just look at words like poo. Yeah. I got a little one out of me right there. <laughs> yeah. The system <laughs> like, works. He's going to contribute one. Contribute. Mm. Contribute. Contribute. It's it is the same. <clears throat> I have the best words. Yes. Um, so I suppose we should crack on with. Mm. I guess we should talk. About I was just just going to say it's uh, it's it's nice to have another deep voice on the podcast for once. <laughs> like like because Jim has like the frequency range of an angry dolphin, so it's nice mm-hmm. to have another low booming voice voice and not be the only bass player in the band. That's uh, that's so flattering of you to say, and I have yeah. to admit that it's a complete put on. Um, I, this is not my. This was not the de facto voice that I grew up with. Part of it was uh, 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 when I, I was an acting and directing major in college, pointless. And the, uh, it wasn't pointless. I just didn't end up using it in my day-to-day very much. <laughs> but one of the things that they beat out of me, in addition to like, I would say 70% of my regional Southern dialect was uh, trying to have um, a little bit more, you know, that low timbre in my, my, uh, my transatlantic 
uh, uh, accent, which uh, a lot of the, that fine work of my theater professors is, has been gradually sloughed off as I fall into bad habits again. Also, I, I yeah. have a bass knob on my soundboard. So that's the uh, other that's the <laughs> other thing that I have. <laughs> that's what I need to get. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Then I won't sound someone called me nasally once, and that I disagree with. I've got a weaselly voice. Not a nasally <laughs> voice. I've got the I've got the voice of a weasel. You're definitely not nasally. Um, nasally is more of a like X Factor contestant thing. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I don't like that. Reedy. I'll take Reedy. <laughs> Um, and obnoxious, that one I will take on the chin as well. Um, ha- perfectly happy with that, but don't call me nasally because I'm not. Um, right, Counter Strike, yeah, that, that thing. Um, Gavin, yeah, I have you're, a few you're choice words about this, this yeah. um, because you've been bringing this up for weeks, yeah, and me and Laura, um, and and, and Holly last week, you know, we we. we I listened to it. I yeah. understood the words you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> but because we live in an age where, you know, you don't understand something till someone's done a YouTube video of it. Uh, it wasn't until I sat down and watched. I watched the, uh, the H3H3 Productions' video on Monday. Yes. Um, just before my Jimquisition <clears throat> went up, actually, I thought, I've got to kill a Jimquisition. Everyone's going to talk about this. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because something way bigger and more exciting was being blown up. Um, so... Gavin, just take it away. Yeah, I'll, I'll well, let you have this. You, you, you know that I. It's so so rare for me to comment on like internet witch hunts. I think mm-hmm. most of the ones that happen in the gaming industry happen for the most ridiculous, stupid reasons. Like somebody said uh, something offensive by mistake, or but this is genuine skeevy criminal. What these guys did, like, and I've been heavily involved. Used to be heavily involved with the Call of Duty kind of YouTube scene. And that's where these two guys built their audience was through that crowd. And uh, yeah, these two guys, um, Pro Syndicate and, and T-, T Martin. Martin. And basically, they've always like this T Martin guy's always been a bit skeevy. He's always had those really clickbaity headlines. Really like, kind of you could just there's some people that you know have have a little bit of sociopathy when it comes to making money, you know. And there's also been stories about that pro syndicate dude, like he didn't pay, an a- he paid an animator a hundred quid for a month's work and only after it got public that he wouldn't pay him. And just there's been this kind of feeling of skeeviness off the two of them. And this, I've never commented on it because as I said, I don't like internet witch hunts and you can't, re- I, I don't believe in commenting on these things unless you've got all the facts. But you know when you just keep getting this skeevy feeling from someone? So when this story came out, I was so not surprised. So unsurprised, yeah. but utterly disgusted. I think the only surprise for me was um, with with Pro Syndicate. His hand's been caught in the pot so many times. You'd think he'd like either be better at it by now or or just not do it. Mm. But but between you know machinima stuff that he was involved with, yeah, um, and doing a, a video on a game that he owned. Like co-owned, like he didn't just kickstart back it. Like like he invested in it, and that was a whole FTC thing. Yeah. Uh, and then of course this whole thing where he's playing he's playing gambling games on a gambling website that he owns and is the vice president of it. So at yeah. what point? But even you... even even if they didn't own this gambling website, even if they did, as he as they as T Martin said in his video, 
Oh, guys, I just found this great gambling website. No, it's yours. But even if you just found it, you are fucking well aware how much of your audience is little kids. And you're mm-hmm. promoting gambling to them. The title of his video is literally how to win 15 grand in a few minutes. Now, I'm, para- yeah, I'm yeah. paraphrasing there, but that was generally the title. It was how to win however much money in yeah. X amount of time. And that's I went through, scummy. Um, I went through Pro Syndicate's library of videos because um, T. Martin's gone and, and deleted uh, all of his CSGO videos. Wow. Um, because that was a good idea. And, yeah, yeah, a lot of Pro Syndicate's titles are written like, like, Banner ads on GeoCities web pages in the nineties, like how to earn thirteen thousand dollars in five minutes, mm-hmm. win dollar dollar dollar, uh, all that stuff. And when you consider that the audience is primarily children, and, and that the better. age uh, on their website was thirteen, yeah, yeah, uh, and there are no rules uh, because it's not gambling, uh, even it though there is, is intrinsic gambling. value. It's it. I I would say it's gambling. Um, and I, Even if just colloquially. And you know, I think Valve need to be held accountable for this as well. Mm-hmm. Because they're no, allowing I, I this agree. to happen with their shitty microtransaction system. Yeah. You know? I mean, I actually, I just sat live while you were talking, the, the Junquisition I did on it. Um, and then realized I accidentally left monetization on, which t- <laughs> for that episode is terrible looking. Mm. Um, so I had to just quickly edit that. But no, I, I, I agree. I think right now... Um, I just had like YouTube and images of like Ewan McGregor like crying in a volcano, looking at Gabe Newell, going, "You were meant to be the chosen one," <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, right now, like the whole idea of of microtransactions and random chance, and then being able to sell this DLC on, uh, there's no regulation there because the law hasn't caught up to it. Um, there's some stuff I've heard that I can't really go into detail about yet um, because mm. I'm still trying to get permission to talk about it, but mm. there, there is this uh, sense that people are just waiting for the legal system to modernise and then, you know, Deadwood's going to be part of Dakota again because mm. uh, that's, that's where it is right now. It's this, this unregulated Wild West, but... The more stuff like this happens, the more the closer we get to legislation, yeah. and I think Valve will be on the hook as much as. Sure, we else. we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. YouTubers, I I've had offers of money to talk about certain games and consoles, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. only say good things. You know, yeah, I I, I may have. I've I've been offered you know many thousands of dollars in the past to talk about things, but mm. I get to like the first line of the email and then just close it. Yeah. So I never know what the details of them are. Same. Um, I just ignore them. Um, but Justin, um, uh, how familiar have you been with following this whole um, drama debacle? Uh, I, I, as an old old man, it, it's hard for me to parse a lot of the terminology in these stories. I mean, YouTube. Uh, uh, Counter Strike, <laughs> I, I, but uh, I will say as and and this is a a, a very sort of um, self serving opinion, but it 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 is uh, uh, without a a huge you know without a close familiarity with the the situation, I I wouldn't be able to shed too much light on this one specifically. But I will say that um, we've seen a, a a pretty major shift in um, games media and the way people. Um, ingest that over the past five years uh 10 years uh, 
you, you know, you could go on, but definitely uh, in the past five years, we've seen it become so decentralized um, from the days when, like, if you wanted video game coverage, then you were going to GameSpot or IGN or Joystick or Kotaku or what have you, uh, uh, to people uh, becoming much more independent about creating that content. And I think by and large, you could definitely um, make a case for that being a good thing. Uh, I think you have uh, more diversity in that uh, branch of games media. And I think you have uh, people digging deeper into games that people really love, which is not something that I think the larger video game sites have ever been particularly good at. Um, mm, that's but true. It, you can afford to I think, I think a lot. More. I sure. think a lot of the larger websites, they, they tend to miss out on a, on a lot of views and, and stuff actually by only covering games when they come out and, and not, I think the the biggest YouTubers get big off the fact of how much time they pour into games that everyone's enjoying at that time. Well, sorry to hard. interrupt you there. No, not at all. It, it's it's hard though, um, and this is something that like I I think is a struggle as somebody who works in <clears throat> I would say more traditional games media is that you are yeah. never going to reach the I'm never going to have the time to become as immersed in any one specific game as people who are making their livelihood off of, you know, knowing that like this from this November to next November, I'm only talking about the new call of duty game and, and, yeah, and, and that's how I'm making my living. And that, and, that, and I think there's always some friction there, but, but yeah. I, I think for me, what this situation highlights is this, the sort of negative side of this is that when you do decentralize this much and, and you do have like games media moving to, towards, more independent actors, uh, you open the door to uh, some pretty big issues with accountability. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine like something like this, uh, uh, a situation like this, if it were a traditional games media site would, it, I mean, it's hard to imagine it not basically bringing it to its knees. And with the, yeah. the speed of uh, uh, turnover in, in the sort of more independent games media, and people who are, are acting on their own, um, they it, it's a lot harder to keep those people accountable because they're only accountable themselves. I mean, they don't have bosses looking over their shoulder saying like, "Hey, this is a you should be careful about this." And that's I I, I view that as a benefit that I've had in my career of like, if I'm going to do something stupid, I have people above me who will say like, "Hey, this is this is a really bad idea, and you're really what you're doing is really risky um, for mm. your for your uh, what you do." Um, so I, I don't know. I don't I don't know of a good fix for it either. Like I don't I don't know how you make mm. I, I mean obviously the the FTC has been creating or the FCC uh has been creating um you know more rules about how people on YouTube should uh, comport mm. themselves with regards to like I think revealing sponsorships th and stuff, but it's 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 tough. I, I think Google really need to get their shit together with YouTube because there's no accountability at the moment with like there, if you look at some of the channels on YouTube in, in this exact same community, there's this drama alert channel with this fucking like guy, Keemstar, who basically goes around accusing other YouTubers of being pedophiles with no evidence and like ruining their fucking lives. And this is somehow allowed on YouTube. Like that's that's criminal activity right there. How are they allowing this to be on their channel? You know, uh, well, the thing is, you know, if you don't use four seconds of the American Beauty soundtrack, <laughs> then it's fair game. Um, that 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 is the problem. Is is right now? Uh, if it doesn't upset a corporation, yeah, exactly. It doesn't upset Google, so it it is all still fair game. But you're right. Like the the 
there's a lot of stuff that happens on YouTube that where there is no oversight. No one seems to care. Um, and, you know, I speak as someone who, who is fully independent. I don't have the, the checks and balances that Justin mentioned anymore. I don't have people telling me that something's a good idea or not. And I mm. could make some, some dreadful fucking and, mistake. And, and, and we, we both have done that in the past without people yeah, monitoring absolutely. us to say, just, no, maybe don't say that on Twitter. Or... Hell, I, 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 I fucked up plenty of times with people yeah. who are supposed to be in charge of me. So, uh. you know. They were asleep at the wheel. Uh, <laughs> That's really I can't be blamed. About it. <laughs> <laughs> but like um, these, but no, these, no, yeah, I, these I, guys on the Drama Alert channel, they they accused like a, a like sixty something year old man, a RuneScape player, of being a pedophile, and his wow. his Twitch stream got flooded by like death threats and hate, and they'd mixed him up for someone else. He wasn't mm-hmm. the guy, and like this guy broke down in tears on his uh, his stream, and this is. How is this shit allowed to be on YouTube that they're f- they're like ruining people's lives, you know? And that's that's criminal activity right there, false accusations of being a pedophile. Yeah, and I, I, I think that, again, the, the, the issue is the law has not, just hasn't caught up. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of benefit to the, the you know, the deadwardization of YouTube as it is right now without so, so many nooses around people's necks sort of uh, uh, restricting what they can do but the people who take it too far the people who are Mm -hmm. sort of exploiting that they are pulling that rope tighter and tighter every time this stuff comes out and gets exposed and gets more and more mainstream each and every time Mm -hmm. and eventually someone's going to look at it and go hang on and you know YouTube will have its its mortal combat moment uh, where politicians will want to step in and, and take hold of it and there's already th- you know threats of that kind of thing mm. and like whether or not some new governing body needs to step in whether it needs an ESRB uh, some independent governing body to, to arbitrate some of this stuff I don't know but it doesn't look to me like a system that can sustain itself the mm. the unchecked freedom is uh, a wonderful idea and something I wish we could all have but we don't because there's always human, some human nature sadly does not allow for complete yeah. and utter freedom. There's some fucking weapon will come around and just just be a complete jackass and and, and, and ruin it for everyone. Mm. So that's where we are. So, you know, enjoy the whole gambling on weapon skins while you can. It's funny because it, it kind of mirrors like the rise of reality TV in that entertainment to us nowadays is bullying schadenfreude and voyeurism that's like because a lot of the biggest youtube channels are basically just like bullying channels (laughs) you know (laughs) it's it's really strange you know yeah it's a it's a strange situation Uh, the whole youtube thing is because i'm i'm by internet standards i'm not a, a spring chicken myself and i think i was one of those lucky few who've i've i've kind of I, I got on the YouTube train just in time before it all became so saturated that no one could get their head above water. Um, so I do all right on it, you know, mm. on a D-list level, but I do all right. Uh, and even I look at a lot of this stuff and I just, I don't understand mm. any of it. <laughs> I, I just keep trying to do my own content and just... Exactly. That's the best way to do it. And I... Just, I, I do yeah. apologize to the audience this week. It's this is probably the first time you've ever heard me really talk shit about something in the po- on the podcast or someone rather. 
But I just, this is one time that it infuriated me so much. And I love YouTube. It's where I make my living. It's where I do my work. And I hate seeing how toxic it can become at times. And I, I want to, mm -hmm. as I said in the old Black Ops song, I bitch because I like you and I want you to be great. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's that. That's where I'd be in agreement as well. Because yeah. I think sometimes from, from some of the older uh, games media people there's there's a little bit of sh uh, Freud from themselves when they see youtube fucking up so they can point at it and go haha look at the newfangled thing being terrible um but i and i always worry i come off like that i think that um, rivalry is silly really isn't it i don't like when youtubers like kind of um delight in old media falling apart it's like you know why can't there be a nice mutually beneficial yeah yeah i see it from both sides and i i as someone who's been in both uh, strains of media, um, it is ultimately the same thing, and the, no one, no one is more virtuous than the other. Like mm. I, I can speak from experience, there are dickheads in both yeah, courts. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so yeah, I just it's, the, the it's that whole thing. The difference of, being of when that something. Sorry, in in old media, that once you reach a certain level of villainy, you're going to get fired. But on YouTube, that's just not the case at the moment. Man, I wish that was true. But oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah, have have you got anecdotes to tell us without mentioning any names? <laughs> no, I think I think by and large, you're 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 right in that people. Um, you know, I I it is hard that that I I won't lie and say that like I know people in the um, games media, sort of older games media that that do get a sense of shade and fraud whenever, you know, there's this YouTube controversy, but I think it comes from the, I mean, I, I think at that point you're more bumping up against statistics than anything else, right? I mean, statistically, mm -hmm. there are going to be people, who, there are so many people doing this, there's going to be, you know, bad apples, I, I think. And I yeah. don't, and from my experience, it's not representative of the many, many, many thousands, tens of thousands of people who are doing really good work on on YouTube that people really, really dig. Mm. I remember once discussing with um I obviously won't mention which website, but they wanted me to do a piece of music for them and the money they were offering was absolute dog shit. And they were like, Don't you want, you know, your your stuff to get like ten thousand views? And I was like, mm, it got like twice that while we've been chatting, so <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a strange there, There's dickheads in every every corner of the world, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and they they when they surface and get big enough, they can ruin it for everyone. And mm -hmm. yeah, I just I don't see the the whole land of the free thing lasting much longer. The, but I mean the the when you're okay, if it's a the gambling issue, like they that should have raised red flags. Like I would never. Like I would be, well, let me say this. I would be extremely, extremely hesitant to to get involved with a sponsor that uh, was related to gambling at all because I think that that's mm -hmm. really scary. That's scary ground, and yeah. not necessarily for myself something that I would want to uh, endorse. But like this stuff, like the question of disclosure gets really complicated because this stuff's all very. Um, I'll give you an example. The boys and I, my my brothers and I, are. Uh, uh, we're doing the voiceover commentary for 100 Foot Robot Golf, 
Um, and I would say as recently as like five years ago, probably somebody who works in traditional games media, like doing something like that, like it would have been completely out of the question, but like those, so, but, but the way things are changing now and the way that things are like evolving with people, uh, with personality, I think becoming just as valuable, if not more so than, um, a website's brand. I, I think that you're you're going to continue to see those lines get blurred. I mean, for us, the, the answer was to just that we would never write about it or cover it in any way, and you know, disclose on Polygon when we're writing about when some, anybody is covering the game that like people from Polygon are are involved in it, not financially, but certainly have created to it, you know, contributed to it creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, this close, but like that, those aren't easy questions. And I'm like, I'm really lucky in what I do because I have like a legal department at the site I work for and I have bosses and I have people who I can talk to and say like, what, like, what does everybody feel comfortable with? Like, what is the, what's the smart way of handling this? Um, and I, and I think it's gotta be pretty intimidating to be out there, you know, sort of on your own trying to answer these, these questions, you, you know, on, on your own. Yeah. Well, take it from someone being sued for $15 million. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely a risk. Um, but the, you're right when the, the lines have been blurred now from when people were, I guess, when games journalism was a more strict and serious thing and a more clearly defined thing. Uh, to, and moving on to the point now where we have... Uh, people who become bigger than the the brands they're on. Um, you see the the kind of funny guys, uh, Greg and Colin, moving on from IGN. Um, uh, myself, you know, I, I've now done voiceover stuff for several games, and there are more in the pipeline. And disclosure is is the only thing I have to to kind of balance that out you know i won't do a scored review of something i've contributed to creatively i may do a video on it if i do then it's going to have some heavy Mm. disclosure in the beginning um and most people seem all right with that i think i think uh, the audience itself has um grown to accept that these these people they're watching now are entertainers as well as um anything else they may be journalist critic pundit whatever you want and i think it in some ways it makes sense because the medium is expanding and growing and changing so quickly all the time that the media around it is is naturally going to have to do that as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like everything's everything mutates at just a rapid pace right now and you know it, it makes things it makes things harder to to draw a line in the sand over and say this is right this is wrong um uh, and I've found a lot of times that the audience and uh, does not have the same standards with with regards to that stuff. And I'm like, why should they? It's not like they like I, I spend you know hours thinking about this kind of thing and have for many years. Like I wouldn't expect the audience to like have the same sort of standards that I do. But it is weird because when you're when you're obsessing about disclosure and stuff, it starts to feel sometimes like you're in a bit of a uh, uh, an echo chamber uh, because you're basically trying to figure out what you yourself feel good about because it, it's impossible trying to guess what, you know, your audience feels comfortable with as well. There's a real back and forth there, I think. And of, yeah. and of course your audience is going to have wildly differing t- opinions on things. Sure. Yeah. Themselves. They're not even, yeah, they're not a hive mind either. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well, I think to... I think in general, gamers do have quite a boner for disclosure. Like it's yeah, become a yeah, big it's... topic in the last few years. Well, the funny thing is, is they they'll trust someone. Um, with a lot to disclose more than they will someone who may legitimately have nothing to disclose. I think, and I think... Because without a disclosure, the automatic assumption is they're hiding something, even if it's just, no, I, I have nothing to declare. Mm. Um, so you get someone who may be paid by a company to do something, but they disclose it, I, therefore they look very good and honest. And someone may not be ever have, have been sponsored mm. or paid, and they're looked at with shifty eyes because they're like, well, I've never seen that person disclose close any conflict of Ho interest. Hopefully this situation will change that. You know, hopefully this will bring it to people's attention that, you know, you can't necessarily trust the people you think you do and just, you know, maybe demand a little bit more from your favourite uh, entertainers when it comes to them yeah, not scamming maybe. you. <laughs> or at the very least, just don't, don't blindly trust anybody. Um, you know, least of all me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Least of all me, because because uh, that way you won't ever be disappointed. And I, um, I, pr I promise the next time Ubisoft takes me off on holiday, I will tell all of you. And there mm -hmm. will be another video telling you exactly why I was taken on holiday and there won't be any issue. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you have a very different... Um, perspective as a musician yeah. um, and I think we said before like like so long as you're not cynically producing crap music just because someone paid well, you that, to do that's it why as I, long as you care about the music why I cancelled my E3 trip this year I had mm -hmm. an all expenses paid trip for E3 in a five star hotel and I just it's going to compromise my work so sorry I can't do this you know <laughs> and my mental health you know which is <laughs> equally <laughs> as important <laughs> That's always useful to keep in uh, as good a condition as yeah. you can. Um, we spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, we it's should very probably move on. Dour and <laughs> yeah. serious podcast so yeah. far, we're, despite despite three funny lads like us. We're we're usually a lot more uh, uplifting this than this, Justin. Sorry. That's all right. Yeah, sorry we brought you on to one where we're just going to be all serious and chatty mm -hmm. and and everything. That's okay. I tried to listen to one about Borglins, and if you guys are Gerblin, Gerb. Borglines, Bog Boglins. Yes. Boglins. Boglins. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have had anything to contribute there either. So I'm. I'm fine. Yeah. I feel like I've got the good. Well, that's honestly, okay. honestly, Justin, me and Laura have nothing to contribute there either. Which does remind me. Jim's thing. <laughs> that does remind me. There's been a development with Boglin <laughs> oh. that has changed the course of it forever. That's perfect. I have to pee, so the time's out like super good. Go for it. <laughs> well, I was um, gonna pee. Damn it. <laughs> all right. We can both listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I'll I'll humour the boy. Um, right, I've been buying Barclins from the American eBay. This is a known quantity. Mm -hmm. I've had mixed results. Um, normally because some asshole outbids me by one cent when I'm asleep. Mm. Um, but I didn't think because I've I've pretty much bogglined out the US eBay, and I didn't think well. Boglins were bigger in the UK, and they ship worldwide. So I went on the UK Boglin. Uh, I was going to say the UK Boglin website. That is how <laughs> that's I do how, eBay. That's now. how much you've been on eBay looking for Boglin. Yeah, eBay is now the Boglin website. So I went on Boglin.co.uk, and over there, oh, oh, it is a treasure trove. Oh yeah, the, the sites. So they don't. The sites, they don't mix them. 
Mm? They don't mix the websites, as in if you're looking no. for a bog. Oh, I never knew that. They have different marketplaces. Wow. Um, so I went over there, and of course, thanks. Now I'm not saying Brexit was a good thing. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that at all. Just, yeah, yeah. I'm, just like Trump wasn't saying Saddam was a good guy. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Everyone knows my thoughts on the Leave vote and the the EU referendum. And and that whole thing in general. I'm just saying. For Boglin collectors. I'm getting some, I'm yeah. getting some reasonable Boglin prices right about now. Yeah. Ju- yeah. Ju- Bre- Brexit, I'm sorry to say, has worked out pretty well for me as well because I make all my money in American dollars. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Britain, but thanks. Yeah, like I don't, I hate, I hate what happened, but if you can just keep the whole economic problems going until the end of September. Yeah. Um, so I can get in there and get out again. Um, that would be fine. I am, of course, being facetious, but the truth is, the the, the thing that matters is I've got a hairy boglin. Um, now, there, there, there's a chat-up line. I mean, you're talking it's, You're talking earlier about how you charm the ladies, Jim. There, you just saunter up next to a lady in a, in the pub and come out with that line in your British accent. <laughs> I've got a hairy boglin. <laughs> Actually, I find the best thing to do is just um, look up my Patreon page on my phone and just show it to them. Oh yeah, yeah. Or just like do a Mr. Bean where you're looking at it and just I'll do that. aiming it at them. You know, I will do that when I go back to Britain like, oh, and I'll say, "Look at that. That's a that's a dollar sign. <laughs> huh? Huh? A dollar sign with five zeros behind it." <laughs> Oh, God, the country's fucked. Mm. Um, but that's fine. That's fine. For Britain. Uh, Laura normally gathers, like, a whole list of news. Yeah. I'm too lazy for that. Was um, there any other news this week? Really not a lot interesting. Yeah. I, I went and scrolled down. Um, I don't know if, if... Justin actually, like, like still works for a, a professional game. Yeah, just, Justin will know what the news was this just, week. Justin will, well, Justin will know what, what content we can have for our show. Oh, good. Uh, well, and plenty of uh, uh, heads up ahead of time, too, which has let me really compose a, a great Absolutely. list of them. Um, did you guys watch uh, any of uh, Summer Games Done Quick? That's happening right now. That's, uh, that's, what I was, that's the gaming story I was obsessed with yesterday because I watched a man play uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night blindfolded. Do a speed run on what? Castlevania Symphony of the Night blindfolded. It was... Well, I know what I'm watching after it's this. It's mind-boggling. He, uh, he finished it in uh, under 54 minutes. Or, or it has been... Uh, January, it was done in 54 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And he just, just, just from pure rote memory. Just, can... And it's, it's astounding because you could see he wouldn't know, like, um, like sometimes he wouldn't know if he made a jump or not. And he would walk yeah. along and, like, pick up an item and say, okay, I guess I made it. Like that, like that level. And seeing <laughs> wow. him, like, fight enemies wow. where he knew their patterns. Like, he knew where they would be coming in at. He knew, like, if I kept walking forward, I'm going to hit these guys. Um, yeah. That stuff's astounding. And I get really... Um, really conflicted about speed running because i think that like um i I never know if i should sort it as like a uh, in the same terms as i do like professional sports like people who spend their lives devoted to like just getting good at you know catching a ball or throwing a ball or or whatever um there's part of me that feels like oh there's so much out there in the world to uh ingest you know, why spend so much time with this game? But I think there's something kind of 
cool about people who are so enamored with a certain game that they like want to know every inch of it. I think mm. if I was somebody who plus, made games, plus, I would find that very gratifying. Plus, it feels good being the best at something. Sure. I, yeah. Obviously. Mm. I mean. Yeah. I mean, like it doesn't matter, like whether they're games or or some other you know form of mm. sport or whatever. If you're playing Symphony of the Night blindfolded, mm. like you are pretty majestic as far as mm-hmm. I'm concerned. Yeah. Like I, I would be proud to I can that de- as well. I can definitely vouch that like being the greatest musician of our generation does feel good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so much shit in the comments over that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, they do say you're arrogant. Didn't, um, actually, well, they wouldn't be saying that if they saw my Twitter feed for the last month where the ultimate crisis of uh, confidence happened. But anyway, <laughs> did, um, didn't a blind gamer finish Ocarina of Time last year? That, is that, that a thing that happened, or am I imagining that? Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, I think that uh, it, did it, happen. Nothing would surprise me at this point. I watched a man play Symphony of the Night blindfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah like pretty much all bets are off now. Um, yeah, like I, I, I always miss the games done quick stuff, and I always have to go back and uh, watch the highlights. Like I remember last year, the uh, the Prince of Persia one was a, a huge one. Because the game kept crashing on on the poor guy playing it, and like he was doing excellently, like like exploiting the rewind glitch to to jump through walls and go through entire tracts of the game in seconds, mm. and it was it was beautiful to see, and the game kept like crashing and crashing and undoing all of his work, and he had to start from scratch the whole time Jesus. while still being timed. Like, the timer wasn't reset, uh, and he still continued, and it was... Um, do you know... Yeah, it was just, just incredible do, to see Do you know that. What, what are amazing that are similar? Are those levels that um, people build with mods for racing games where you literally just hold the accelerator and nothing else and the car does all these crazy stunts because of the way they've built the level around you just holding the accelerator Mm -hmm. down and moving forward i find that stuff really really crazy that's stuff i can't wrap my head around Mm. like the best i'll get is um super mario maker right i'll be able to like put down some platforms and make some monsters happen Mm -hmm. and i I can't wrap my head around just how complicated some people uh, uh make their stuff um, actually, I, th- I think it, it, it isn't um, doesn't Griffin do those and, and Patrick Kleppick plays them. Uh, he has, yeah, he made a couple. They they played one, I think, at PAX that Griffin made. Griffin makes really monstrous levels and <laughs> takes this grim satisfaction from from torturing people with them. He's a monster. He's just he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Halo hey. Halo Forge was great fun back in the day. We used to make some mm-hmm. awesome levels in that. And I've noticed people have been doing with that that Doom Snap map, which again, I just mm. I can't. I can make a corridor and put monsters in it. I can't. I, I don't have the brain power to do what people. It's do. beyond like, me. It makes me feel like the least it. creative human being on the face of the planet. Like mm-hmm. I, like I mm-hmm. wouldn't even know where to start. Like I, I have played Mario Maker, and like I wouldn't even know where to begin to make something that would be fun. And it's weird. It's like yeah. it, you realize like, oh my God, I've been writing about video games professionally for uh, something like 20 years. And like none of it has in any way congealed <laughs> as like level design expertise in any way, shape or form. Yeah. 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 Um, Mod makers are incredible as well. I just, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, actually. I mean, especially so, the ones who go and fix the, the, broken, the broken shit, shit that yeah. comes out officially. So, yeah. Something I have to address from last week, actually. Some people were upset that they felt I implied that console gamers were all little children. 
that that wasn't what I said, and it's not yeah, what I said. Most I said some of them, <laughs> and and also the point was just that from what I've heard from my friends in the modding community, there's been a lot of abuse from younger players since they brought it to consoles. Now, that's just saying what I was told. I fucking everyone on this podcast has an Xbox and a PlayStation Four. We all play on consoles, so chill. Don't don't you know? Just un- unbunch your panty knots. Yeah, the Xbox One is shit though. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I that is still like a scientific truth, and that's that that's not a biased proven. thing. It just doesn't really have many games. It's just a fact. Yeah. And it we we the, we the U.S. Department of Health came out and said it. We say it sadly. Heard, we don't say it with glee. We're not fanboys, oh yeah, like you know. Just just make those blades come back like they were in mm-hmm. the old days, and then then it would be all right. But mm-hmm. they don't. So that's why I spend all my money on Boglins and not on Microsoft products. <laughs> what about Inside, though? That was on Xbox One. I guess it's on PC now. Inside? Uh, oh, yeah, it is out uh, this week on, on mm. PC. Um, I, I briefly mentioned it last week and uh, was was vague as I could be in my review. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was worth having an Xbox in the house for. It is. God, I think exclusive looking of all kinds to that, are, yeah. are the absolute worst, though, and um, yeah. it grosses me out. Honestly, not to get off on a tangent, but um, <clears throat> it's something I think I spend a lot of time thinking about, uh, especially uh, when we're still in the, still in the sort of afterglow of, of E3. Um, I, I yeah. think I had exclusives on any platform. The way we treat them, like the way that they're uh, heralded as like big news or big gets or whatever for, for certain companies really grosses me out because really the only implication of that is we're denying this to some people. I mean, that, that's literally yeah. the only thing. I mean, it is only a negative, you know what I mean? Like it's unless you're, unless yeah. you're yeah. actually like work for one of these platform holders, like it is money paid to keep the game out of some people's hands like that. It, and, and it's treated as like, uh, uh, big coups a lot of the time and it really it grosses yeah. me out. It's amazing how how they've managed to spin that to the point where there will be uh, just regular customers excited that something's exclusive. Right, yeah. Like, but you didn't win. You didn't... There's no extra benefit. Well, you see, Jim, I can't, I can't enjoy my game unless I know that other people can't enjoy it on their platform. I think platforms. there are some people like that. Like, actually, there there are people like that because I remember when um, I think it was Devil May Cry Four, when that was uh, announced to be on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. There was a petition, and a fair few fuckers signed it. There was a petition um, asking Capcom not to bring it out on the Xbox 360 because that was a betrayal. A betrayal of PlayStation-owning Devil May Cry fans. (laughs) And I I just... Like, like you you will not be able to enjoy this game knowing other people are enjoying the game at the same time. Based on nothing other than the fact that they own a different piece of machinery Based on the fact that... Nothing than the fact that you're a cunt. (laughs) Like, well... I would would make... To be clear, I would make a distinction here, uh, and I think it's an important one, between... Games that are, uh, uh, there are certainly games that I think would not get made otherwise. Like g- g- platform mm-hmm. holders investing in, uh, uh, especially like independent studios that wouldn't have had the financing either way to get something made, um, I think is is cool. And that, I think that that's a neat thing to sort of herald for your platform that like, you're like- writing checks to get 
weird games made, and and at that point the exclusivity yeah, 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 is yeah. just sort of a side effect of that. I I, I think that's neat. But when you're like talking about like the Definitely. Tomb Raider situation or or whatever, where it's just mm-hmm. like, I, I it, it's baffling to me. I suppose Bay- yeah. Bayonetta two would be the most high profile one there, wouldn't it? That that, that would have been the one. Yeah, like like Nintendo stepped in and 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 funded it and. And so, so of course it was and a, it, a, a Wii it, U it sadly it, it it was a bit sad that so few people played it because it was on the Wii because it's a fucking amazing it's game. Great. It's yeah. really, really good. Really good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um Bayonetta Two is I think it, it just marginally missed out in um sort of my, my year end awardings. Um but but very highly uh, I thought you said it just missed out from my rear end. <laughs> it's like uh, you've got Bayo on the brain, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I don't quite make the jokes about her I used to. Oh really? Because <laughs> I was a naughty boy. Oh really? Because <laughs> I was a naughty boy a few years ago, and and I thought being offensive was funny. Uh, um, well, I'm sure. Which I'm sure. Generally, it's not. I'm sure Laura would have some some complimentary words about Bayo's bum. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, she is. Um, She's actually a licensed authority on on posteriors, mm-hmm. whereas I'm at journeyman status at best, <laughs> and therefore unqualified to give out my my opinion. Um, that would be reckless of me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's exclusivity in a nutshell. Um, sometimes it's understandable, sometimes it's not. But Inside was oh fuck, it was a good game. Is it similar to Limbo? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's limbo, but like if you didn't think limbo was was upsetting and skin crawly and, oh, and just nightmare fuely enough, yeah. Um, this one just said, yeah, let's do that with way more flesh. And is it a puzzle? So, is it a, a side-scrolling puzzler again? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. Uh, you know, to to use uh, uh, you know fairly tripe parlance it is uh, a spiritual successor yeah. to limbo but that's good um, though because limbo was great and yeah in, yeah in, it does that exact same thing of you know it takes very simple interactions you know you mm-hmm. don't do a lot you you can run jump push pull and then just uses that to do really clever stuff it's like when when you're good at something why not make a like spiritual successor super yeah, super yeah. giant please make one for bastion it's baffling. Yeah, those those cats spend so much time too, just making it so polished and like. It's one of those games where um, <clears throat> I think a lot about the hand of the creator when I'm playing a game like that. Where like, I think one of the worst feelings you can get in a video game is when you're doing something and you don't feel like the creators of the game sort of thought about it as a way that you could play. Yeah. And you feel very yeah. so, like yeah. that's the that's the sense that you get like the first sort of inkling I get of a bad game usually is that sense of like oh you didn't sort of consider my time at all like you didn't consider what it would be like to actually do this and that and that that game is the antithesis of that where it's like every yeah. you feel like guided in a way that still feels like you you have self determination but it's guided in like the most sort of uh, uh, careful tasteful ways into really amazing stuff i would caution anybody mm-hmm. by the way if you're considering playing it you think it's something you might like to do i would do it uh sooner rather than later because eventually like it, it unlike limbo it um uh, uh expands its scope 
at, at a certain point in there. And that, uh, yeah. uh, seeing that for yourself and like do, doing that for yourself is, is an experience that you uh, shouldn't miss if you can help it. Yeah, yeah. The, the one, the, there's a fork in the road that when it hits, like I, I never felt so empowered and upset i guess yeah at the same time there's there's something very rousing and very um very unnerving about that game and if you can experience it as fresh and first hand as possible please go ahead and do um what's the release release. um let's see it it was out on xbox one last week it's gonna hit steam uh, this week let me just do a quick old search for that Inside, let's bet it correct. Oh, it's already out on Xbox. Oh. Yeah. And where are we at for this? Yes, continue. Oh, July 7th. Oh, it's tomorrow. Sweet. Yeah, so it's out. By the time this podcast's out, it will be available uh, on Steam. I'll do a little video of Wait. it then, but not. I won't get too far in the video because I do not want to ruin too much. Mm. Um, describing most puzzles in any sort of detail destroys something unique about the game which is one of my favorite things about it is uh very little's repeated mm-hmm. uh, every time you see something um it's probably going to be the first um the first and last time you see it there are a few mechanics that do come back but they're always used in a different way um it's not a game you know so many games they introduce something and then just keep introducing introducing you know keep 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 repeating it until it becomes familiar to you whereas this like it never never stays on one trick for long um yeah really really good and that that's a lot of what i intended to say last week but uh some people were too busy talking about fucking fallout for 40 minutes <laughs> sorry um not that i've had much time to do anything this week i um i've i was in atlanta for the the July 4th holiday, had a little impromptu fan meetup, which, you know, um, for something I just tweeted out like 10 minutes before I turned up, um, surprised by the amount of people that appeared uh, at Vortex uh, <coughs> in Atlanta. Um, Vortex, um, incidentally, if you are in uh, Atlanta, there are two of them. One of them has a big wooden penis inside the premises, and the other one has a, a big laughing skull for a doorway. So it is the ultimate Hobson's choice, um, because both of those are the best thing, and you you, you really have to ch- to choose. I ch- I went with wooden cock. Uh, as opposed to Laughing Skull, but next time I really want to see the Laughing Skull. The ultimate irony of the place is that uh, Vortex is next to the Laughing Skull Comedy Club, but not the one with the Laughing Skull doorway. (laughs) Wooden Penis, next to the Laughing Skull Comedy Club. Laughing Skull Vortex, not next to any such club, which is the ultimate joke and therefore proves that the comedy in that club must be really good. Um, I didn't see it but i'm guessing it's good um, but yeah thank you to everyone who turned out um but it has left me with a little time I, I just before before we started recording i downloaded box box boy um i really liked box boy but i, I don't know whether box box boy is good um hopefully it is i started playing the technomancer last night because um, a lot of people have asked me about that one and yeah not too sure so, not so, too sure sorry yet. for your troubles mm, I've, I've got this this Soft spot for spiders, um, the company, not the animal. Um, I thought Mars Warlocks make... was, was very interesting. I think they did yes. some very ambitious things. Uh, I would mm-hmm. like to play. That's how you describe a I think. 
that's how you describe a Spiders game, is with the word very, before saying something incredibly praiseworthy in a way that sounds just a little bit like a, a false compliment. Um, very interesting, very ambitious. I can't speak for its quality, but it was those two things. It was very those two things. Um, but they, they tend to... Yeah, they, they make very rough games that are full of wonderful ideas. And I was a, a huge fan of, uh, of Orcs and Men, which not only did it have one of my favourite video game names, um, was uh, just a really nice uh, uh, tactical RPG type thing with a, a very interesting story. Um, Warlogs was... Yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting and very ambitious. Um, Technomancer right now seems to be going in the, the Warlogs direction. Um, I, I, I only did ten minutes last night before I decided that bedtime was a better use of my time at that particular point in the evening. Um, but yeah, the, uh, just getting used to the, the combat, which which doesn't seem good. I've seen games released with little fanfare before, but it is still staggering to me that I do this for a living and I can boot up my PS4 or PC or Xbox and see games like full priced, full releases that I've never heard of in my entire life. And Technomancer was one of those. And I actually went back to my email like, did someone email about this? Did anyone say like, hey, this game is out. Can you please say something about it? I couldn't find anything. Like nothing. Not even a press release yeah. about it. It's like, yeah, yikes. We've seen that a few times this year. Um, Activision did it with that Turtles game that came out a, a Woof. little while Woof's ago. Woof's a daisy. I did the review of that. Mm-hmm. Hachi Machi. Yeah, very, very unfortunate um, little thing that was. Devil's um, Daughter. Yeah, they stealth released that. Uh, is one. Sherlock Holmes. Sorry. Sh- sh- not everybody is deep into the Sherlock well as I am, but uh, Sherlock Holmes and, De- uh, the Devil's Daughter uh, came out like that. And it's like the it it was supposed to be on uh xbox one ps4 and pc simultaneously and then it just like wasn't <laughs> and like i was searching the store like because it said on their website like, this is out like I, i'm searching for anything about it and, like no it just didn't didn't make mm-hmm. it didn't quite get on there uh it's on pc you can play it on pc which is what i've been doing but uh yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, I didn't hear about that until um, I saw a video on, on Video Gamer TV about it, uh, the videogamer.com people. Um, yeah, just suddenly, there you go. And that there was that, and Homefront the Revolution, of course, that one was uh, very quietly pushed out. Um, as as uh, the word pushed out is, is the perfect example, uh, perfect word uh, to, to describe it. Um, because I was... I, well, it's comparing it to shit. That's oh, what okay. I was doing there. All that's, right. That's that's what All that whole right. thing was. I see yeah, where you're going I, with this. Yeah, I, I I was a bit worried. Um, that was a bit too subtle there. But yeah, so it's been a year for it. But then again, it's also been a year of some really awesome releases. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the better years I can recall. Um, especially if you like your multiplayer. Uh, so you know, swings and roundabouts. Uh, clouds, silver linings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, well, see, Doom I'm was like that. A little if, bit I mean, because, Doom was, was yeah. pushed out with with uh, people didn't even get like review copies of of Doom. Which normally, if you hear that, it's like, uh oh, what is what is uh, what, what are we looking forward to? And it's the most fun I've had with a game this year. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean that was that's one of the best uh, one of the best surprises of a game I I can remember in a long time. Um, 
hell, I don't think I've been that that pleasantly surprised by a game that was just suddenly out since like uh, fuck Deadly Premonition, like way back then. Um, to to have a game just suddenly come out and not expect too much, and and then just be like, no, this is this is one of the most fun times I've had in a long time. Um, so that that was. Uh, that was definitely good. Uh, so sometimes a game can come out with little fanfare and, and shock you and, and actually be really great. Um, hell, I think Demon's Souls way back in the day was very similar. Very small, very limited release. Um, you had to go searching for it and suddenly it led to Dark Souls, which is what it is today. Um, and I won't, won't bring that up again because we'll have another 40-minute discussion. Um... One thing I did not do this week was I forgot to do a questions thread anywhere, so that, that'll that be this week's thing that went wrong while Laura wasn't here to do everything for us, uh, so I don't have anything else. For a show, this week <laughs> is my declaration. <laughs> I... I'm done. It's so rare. A lot of podcasts just have content to the end, and it's so refreshing to have one where the content actually stops before uh, people stop recording. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a nice. Uh, so few podcasts have a, a cool down or a chill out tent where you can sort of go after the excitement of content to just sort of unwind. Yeah, yeah. Catch this... your breath a little bit. We're in the coffee lounge <laughs> section of the show, which this is going to be the new Welcome thing. Welcome to the Podquisition um, after show, after the pot. <laughs> We're so excited yeah, to have so, everybody here. Uh, Justin, how did you think the show went this well, week? Well, the first part was so good, and then the content just sort of stopped out of nowhere, uh, which I don't think anybody <laughs> saw <laughs> coming. Um, I've been, uh, I can talk about another game that I played. Can I talk about that? Oh. See, I've been playing... Z Please. Go, zero, go first. I'm desperate and scared. Zero, <laughs> uh, zero Time Dilemma? Is anybody... Mm. Individual novels? I have to be in a very specific no. place to uh, to mm -hmm. play the... Uh, it's bizarre to have a game where you... I, I think I played it for 20 minutes before it needed me for anything. Before there was any like sort of <laughs> opportunity for me to sort of weigh in. And even then it was a branching dialogue where like I just had to see all three of them. And I, I think I stopped playing right before we uh, uh, started recording. I think I'm about to actually interact in a meaningful way. And I'm about a half hour oh, in. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. I got that to look forward to. A couple button presses where they need me. The, um, the, I don't know if you, if, if you guys have ever gotten into like the first uh, – in this particular series, the first is – uh, nine, 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 nine doors, nine people, nine whatever words in the title. I've I've heard of the series and I've had it recommended. It especially with this release, people have been recommending it to me. Um, because I I ended up I ended the Monday's uh, gymquisition with a plague mask that I've been I've I've had it for weeks. Um, it's a, it's in black and red, and I been looking for an excuse finally had an excuse and it happened to come out around the same time as uh, this as zero time dilemma so people thought it was a reference mm. and i'm like i've never played it um i've been reliably informed i need to i, I shouldn't just jump in with zero time dilemma i should go back or and, and play well you know them. it's interesting with the first one 999 there's actually an uh, uh an ios version of that and maybe on android too that cuts out all the puzzle elements of the game and is literally just like 
just the story. I mean, you're literally just reading through what happens. And all these games have uh, the sort of conceit of them, I guess you'd call it, is that you play until you die and then you go back to an earlier point in the story. Uh, but that earlier point in the story, you have the knowledge that you gained in that specific playthrough. So you're, the, the way it branches, um, they're, they're, they're sort of parallel realities that are working in concert with each other. And your, your knowledge of one can bleed into uh, the, the way you play the other sort of branching realities. And there is a, um, there are many, many endings, but there's also a, like a true ending that you need to get the rest of the way through in some of these other like parallel realities uh, before the knowledge starts like bleeding over. It's a really cool way to make fiction make sense in a video game format because like by and large, I don't ever get into like, I don't get into reading codex usually and things like that. Like I'm, I'm not big on if I'm, if I want to play a game, I, I generally want to be playing something, you know, if I want to read, I'll yeah. read a book. Uh, but the way that these work with interactive fiction and make like sort of narrative into a, a gamified thing is, is actually really cool. Um, Jim, do you know what they, you know, what is, it goes into plague masks? Um, herbs and sweet smelling flowers. Yeah. And, and then it's, man, people yeah. used to be really dumb, huh? They really didn't know how yeah, anything yeah. worked. They thought it would keep all the diseases out. Nuts. Um, but they looked they cool. They do look cool, for sure. They do look cool. They're, they're among my favorite masks, if you're asking. Uh, um, we've all got a top ten favorite masks. My, my favorite, uh, my favorite uh, line that I've come across in this new Zero Time Dilemma, uh, each of these games has the conceit that people have been captured and abducted by this guy named Zero, and he's sort of the game master uh, who sets up an impossible scenario for them to escape um, and the rules of there's a bit like Saul. yeah yeah for sure I love Saul. yeah and and zero is sort of just appears in a, in a very jigsaw like fashion appears on TV screens and says here's the you know this is the game that you have to carve your eyeballs out to get the key uh, but uh, 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 in this third game they're captured by uh, a person calling themselves zero again. Um, and two of the people who have been captured have been captured and participated in one of Zero's games before. And when they remark upon this, one of the characters says to the other, uh, we were captured by someone named Zero as well, but I don't think it's connected. <laughs> I'm like shouting at my feet, I'm like, <laughs> really? You don't think it's connected? You don't think, you think this is just happening with the amount of like regularity that like, I don't know, this has happened, this is starting to become sort of mimetic. This is sort of a, a hot trend is people calling themselves zero and abducting me, but I don't think it's connected. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds wonderful. It's great. Um, it's great. I don't get into the, that genre as much as I should. I um I never finished Hotel Dusk, and I, I really regret not doing that. And I only, I only ever played the first Phoenix Wright, and, and I've got all three because I bought the collection on 3DS recently, and I haven't gotten around to starting it. Um, but from what I've heard, especially now that I know it's a bit like Saw, and that's normally good enough for me to be interested in something, um, I may have to to um, go back and do that. So, someone... Um, on my Ask FM, told me that they're doing some re-releases soon, some new ports of the games. So, uh, guess the I'll... Danganronpa series is is uh, 
is really cool too. That's from, from the same people that made um, Zero Time Dilemma and, and some of those titles. They're they're pretty cool. Actually, yeah, I, d- I did play the first Danganronpa. I did enjoy that one a lot. That that was uh, they nailed the 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 dark comedy very mm-hmm. well. And I played a bit of um, Hatful Boyfriend as well. That one was uh, rather enjoyable. But I do. It's hard because I, I often, you know, my first interaction with a, a video game these days is I'm going to do some sort of video with it, and it's I don't like doing that with visual novels because what are you adding? Really? Absolutely, you're, you're just you're just reading. It's just an episode of Jack and Ori at that point. There was so. a uh, uh, val- uh, one released just a couple weeks ago uh, called it was a stylized version of the word Valhalla, and it's a uh, cyberpunk bartending visual novel um where you're like interacting with characters and making them drinks um and we and we were trying to come up with an idea for a video we literally just uh like did a staged reading of it because we couldn't think of any uh, way to contribute meaningfully to like that's reading that one text. um valhalla with the numbers yeah 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 the ones in yeah un, un, uh, the the ungooglable they call it valhalla <laughs> um i've been well, i say i've been told i've, I've seen the the screenshot i'm I'm in it, um, in that game. Uh, actually, a really obscure character I used to do. Is oh, wild! Um, Virgilio Armandio. This um, he was a, a a fictional cultural critic and an art critic who reviewed video games, and I, I did him like in the old Destructoid days, years and years back. And and there's a, a an actual reference I think to I think to uh, Podtoid or Dismal Jesters or one of my old podcasts in it. Apparently, the the developer is some big fan, so, and, and and I've had a lot of people ask if I've played it yet, but I've not. I've not had the the. Time so they'll see you in court, just, basically, yeah. is what you're saying. The the you're uh you're suing them for everything they own, I assume. Um. Well, my, once my lawyers' <laughs> other bills have been paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's 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 funny. Um, yeah. Well, that'll do. I'm tired. <laughs> um, that, that's generally how these things go. We go until I get tired or agitated, and I'm heading towards that, so I'm going <laughs> to wrap up. Uh, it's been a very lovely show. Um, thank you so much, Justin, for, for joining it, us. Um, it is my. It has been an absolute pleasure, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That, that it, it is been an absolute pleasure i'm just gonna repeat back to you what you just said to me there um no likewise and we will hopefully if you're up for it get you on again one time um when laura's around so that you can experience what an actual episode oh like sure sounds great they're they're, they're usually a lot more uh, structured and laura has laura tends to move us on when we start like being boring and talking about a topic for too long yeah, she does podcasts properly. I've always had a very um, people who who will have listened to me over the years will know that I I don't care about anything that I do. Mm. So the effort's just not there. Sure, yeah. Um, but please do donate to my Patreon if you uh, <laughs> if you there's, like my. Listen, folks, there's got to be a number we can reach where, where Jim will start caring. We, we're not there yet, but like, let's keep pushing. It's got to be one of the backer rewards at some point of Jim giving a shit. Yeah. Buy, um, buy away um, his apathy. Yeah. Um, 
this is the point where I have to point out I'm being facetious because otherwise someone will take... So It'll be on a, a fucking Imgur-hosted picture with red lines on it somewhere. Um, if I don't point out that I'm being facetious. Um, but you can f- uh, follow Justin McElroy on Twitter mm-hmm. at... I think it's, it's at Justin McElroy, right? I got in there early. Beat the other Justin McElroy for the punch. You should spell Just it. You should spell it for people because I would not know how to spell your surname. Justin, like you would spell Justin. Then it's M C E L R O. That's right. McElroy. All my shows. Um, is that Justin? Do you know is that a um, an evolution of any Irish name or or the where only is it one that we've seen Scottish maybe or uh, the only one I've seen reliably is uh, McElroy, like with the I instead of the E. Um, uh, I know that there's okay. uh, like Rory McIlroy, the golfer, the Irish yeah, fella, yeah. and it's with an I. Um, but uh, uh, my mind's with an E, uh, and all the shows that I make are at McIlroy shows that will, that I and my family make um, are on uh, McIlroyShows.com. So all the shows are there. There you go. And uh, they're, they're pretty much all good and funny and full of goofs. Well, thanks. Um, I can attest that. I, I, I've not been paid to say that. I'm not sponsored at all by McElroy shows, and I no, I do, I do fully endorse them, and uh, that's the reason why I had Justin on because uh, I am a, a huge fan of of all of the McElroy boys' work over the years, and it's just been fantastic to see all just uh, just grow and expand, and the like the the podcast empire that you have now, um, and bringing in other members of your family has just been. Just mind blowing to see, um, especially when I think back to just us awkwardly bumping into each other at an E3 many, many years ago when we were young and sprightly and and able to walk. Yeah, and caring um, before we had all of our energy and expectation and hope just beaten out of us. So that's good. And Gavin, if you would like to let the listener know of uh, where we can find all of your usual things. You can pop over to my YouTube channel, Miracle of Sound, to see all of my music. And the latest song is Overwatch, which which is quite an achievement, actually. I managed to wrangle a song from the narrative of Overwatch. (laughs) You know, <laughs> there's there, there, there wasn't there is that actually much. so much. Yeah, there is. There is so much, yeah. but it's just not in the game. Well, actually, yeah, um, but the song is basically about the short movies that that are on mm. YouTube, and all the, the entire video is built from those. So, yeah, yeah, it's a very good song, and I did get one email with a suggestion of what to do with the song. And don't worry, we were well ahead of you. Um, so, you know. You can expect to hear that song used in the context you might want to hear it in on this show at some point in the future. Oh, really? Um, but it, it is a very good song. Um, it, it's called uh, Get the Gang Back. Getting get, the Gang get Back. Get the Gang Back, yeah. Get the Gang Back. Which, a, right. which a lot of people in the comments mistook for Get the Gang Bang. And, uh, and, yeah, and the main good. comment when they say that was, did Jim write this? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw Get the Gang Bang and thought Jim wrote this. <laughs> No, if 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 Gav ever sings a song that I wrote, you'd you'd soon know. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it wouldn't be music. Yeah. Even I'll tell you that. Even much. the song I wrote for one of Jim's uh, shows was completely different to my other uh, other songs in its uh, yeah. vocabulary and diction and and all that. It's because you can actually write songs. <laughs> oh come on now! That, that Epic Ho was 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 pretty well written, Jim. 
Yeah, it was all right. Um, that, that'll do it for us. Thanks again to Justin. Thanks again to Gav. Um, and once again, best wishes to Laura while she's recovering. Um, thank you all for listening, as always. Thank you for your continued support of the Gymquisition and the Podquisition and, and, and everything I try and do. And we will see you next week. Uh, where I think next week's going to be the one where it's just me and Gavin. Oh, God. Uh, where we see how that goes, because um, I've been dreaming of doing that one for a while. Or maybe we'll do it for half an hour, realise it's terrible, and then I'll email Laura begging for a copy of that best-of she uh, put together for that week where we get desperate. Um, but until then, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Goodbye.